Vera Payne. House music duo Icarus have returned to Engine Deep with their original production, Moment in Time. The pair, who have amassed over 116 Spotify streams and a global fan base, and they're known for their distinctive brand of emotive and melodic house music. One half of the duo, Tom Griffiths, joins me to speak about the group's latest projects. Thanks for joining me, Tom. Now, I heard you guys are from Bristol. What's the music scene like there? It's pretty varied, to be honest. Bit of a melting pot here, which which makes it so special, really. It's kind of legendary, really, in the UK. Whenever you say, "Yeah, I'm from Bristol," everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, I've heard the nightlife's amazing. I heard the music scene's really good." There's like different pockets of of kind of styles and genres around Bristol. So you get some areas that are like really kind of heavy roots and dub. There's a big drum and bass scene here. There's like a whole kind of indie band circuit. There's, you know, like an electronic scene. And then, you know, harking back to sort of, you know, those heritage acts like Portishead, who are obviously from, from Portishead, which is like 20 minutes away, Massive Attack. So you've got that old kind of uh, like trip hop sound as well, which I think kind of still resonates through quite a lot of the, the like modern music that, that comes out of this city. I, it's almost like we kind of owe it to the city sometimes. So people have, have, have definitely likened our, our sound to, to to those of old, you know, that kind of breakbeaty drums that, that has that sort of old school Bristol sound. And I think sometimes you, you, you can't help but kind of let that come out in, in your music. Okay, so I'm surprised drum and bass, trip hop, was was yeah. this stuff that inspired you when you were starting out? Not immediately. Um, I mean, Ian and I, we both uh, grew up playing all sorts of music. We both got into music at a really early age, picked up various instruments, you know, played different types of horns, guitars and bass. And we, we did settle on guitar and bass when we were kind of in our teens and played in a load of bands together. And then we were we were really into well, first of all, weirdly, when I was like 12, I got into sort of hard house and trance. But quickly, when I became like an early teenager and I was playing bass, we were we were into like rock and metal and punk and we were we were playing all that sort of stuff. But then we've kind of moved through so many different influences, I guess. We both studied music, so we got exposed to like jazz and soul and funk and we were playing that. But coming back to, to drum and bass, that was actually a, a very strong influence for us. And when I went to college, I think when I hit 17 and I was able to kind of get into some clubs, drum and bass really did catch my ear. And then when I did move... To go to uni and study bass guitar, I actually ended up moving in with with three DJs who all play drum and bass. So immediately I was like, cool, I I want a piece of this. Everyone was mixing vinyl and basically go to college in the day and play bass, but then come home and immediately get on the decks and want to learn how to mix drum and bass vinyl. So that did have quite a big influence over us in the early days. And we did start writing drum and bass together. We used to go and watch... We went to loads of drum and bass raves in Bristol because there were so many. We used to go and see live drum and bass bands. We used to see Ronnie Size represent his band, um, London Electricity. So, yeah, it was it was pretty important to us. But obviously, you know, as time went on, we, we did leave that behind. And then Icarus was after our, our dabble in sort of drum and bass and bass music. It had kind of, I don't know why we sort of fell out of love with it a bit. Well, maybe because we weren't doing drum and bass at that point. It was more like the, the heavier bass music that we were writing. And we just kind of wanted to do stuff that wasn't quite so noisy and get into more melodic stuff. So what would you consider your musical style to be right now? People have said before it's kind of emotive dance music. And I think I do like that. I think that's a, a nice thing to say. <laughs> um, if you if you do get something 
positive from from what we write. I think that's that's a nice thing. But it's yeah, it's just in it's obviously kind of it's in the house tempo bracket realm. But I think there's just so many so many influences that affect what we write. I guess you just it just has to be yeah electronic dance music really. So how long have you and Ian been performing together? I mean, you guys been playing together, but as in performing, how long has it been? We did perform, you know, when we were kids. So it's, you know, we're looking at 15 years of performing together, really, playing in, in those bands in high school. Obviously, <laughs> the stages have changed a bit. We used to play in, like, village halls and fields and people's front rooms. I guess 15, 15 years, like, it's gone from front rooms to festival stages, which is pretty cool. So are your roles defined? I mean, you guys have been playing for so long together. Like, are you the, the main mm. DJ and Ian is the producer? Really, we, we share pretty much everything. Like, studio-wise, we're, we're pretty equally balanced with that. We work apart a few days a week now, like, because of the situation over the last year and year or so that so kind of made us fall into that, that pattern. But, yeah, we both sit at the computer. We both play keys. We both, you know, write music. We both kind of do it all. We both mix the records. We both do everything. I think there probably are different strengths to each of our things that which is hopefully why we work so well together but as for djing now i mean we, we both do that pretty equally and then with our live show with our live show there's probably more defined roles on stage so ian is like basically in control of running the set he has the, the backing tracks he's also playing keys and guitar as well but on my side of the stage i'm literally just playing you know some keys or i'm on a sample pad or playing bass but apart from that no the, the studio and the djing is, is very balanced so is it pretty easy when you guys are developing new tracks to figure out what sound you're going for i'd love to say yes <laughs> sometimes it is it varies so much you sometimes you get a track that just literally kind of falls out of you and it just all of a sudden you know you've been just working for a day and it's pretty much done and then all, you know, almost stays in that form and then sometimes we well i mean we've got records from years ago that we've never felt we've quite got right and then sometimes yeah you just absolutely like chip away at something for for a long time and and it takes three four weeks and then you finally go okay yeah it's done it's well it's what i want it to be it's a real mixture because i think sometimes well no all the time we never we never sit down and go this is our preconceived idea let's sit down and write this trick it's always kind of an experiment and it's to just see where it goes so i think because of that maybe sometimes you just have to feel it out and it's not always going to come immediately like that i guess so tell me about your new single moment in time yeah so that's a collaboration with our West Country brother, um, Jamie N. Commons. He, so that is actually a record, you know, like I was saying, that we wrote that quite a few years ago. We wrote the, the initial idea quite a few years ago, and we did what, like want to release it at the time. And certain things just got in the way, release schedules, etc. and then we just kind of left it and went, do you know what, it's, it's actually not right, and, and there must have been a reason why it didn't come out at the time, because it, we listened back and thought, oh, wow, no, that definitely isn't where we wanted it to be. Um, so really glad that we just kind of sat on it and it's been in the locker. And then last year, the pandemic and everything kicking in like that, and we're all sort of sat at home and, and trying to figure out this huge thing that's happening to the world and, and, and everyone together. Um, 
we were just kind of talking about where we're going next and what records we've got, maybe things that we might want to revisit, demos, etc. And, and this record just came up in conversation. And we just felt like the title kind of resonated with us because of what was going on. And we just thought, yeah, now, now's probably a good time to, to revisit it and see if we can get it right, see if we can finally, you know, be happy with, with where we can take it. And we hit Jamie up and said, look, we're, we're going back to it. And he went in and he was game and we recorded vocals for it. And yeah, finally got there all really happy with, with how it turned out. And just it's just nice to have it out in the world after after all this time.
I like that you guys revisit your songs and your tracks and your albums. But when it comes to your feature, what what was the decision in bringing Jamie Uncommons into it? So, yeah, we were actually assigned to the same publisher um, at the time. We are kind of aware of each other's music, but it's one of those things. You sign um, like a publishing deal and people go, okay, cool, we're going to get you writing with all these people and you get kind of put in all these different rooms and all these different situations with, with different artists and writers and it's it's really cool it's like a it's a real i want to say it's baptism of fire but it's nothing it, you know not like that but it's it's an interesting situation where you are kind of put in with people that you've never met before and you have to have these like conversations where you get to know each other in like half an hour to an hour and then you have to write something together and it's like it's kind of one of the in, most intimate things you can do really because you do you do really kind of expose things about yourself in in your writing. So we were put in that situation with Jamie. We were in a studio in London, which is actually the old EMI studios, which don't exist anymore. We were lucky enough to have a couple of days doing sessions there. Had a whole day with Jamie. And we just clicked and it just it just worked and, and had like a just a really nice day and it's one of those easy ones where you just like really get on with the person and, and the music just comes naturally and there's no, you know, situations where someone doesn't like this or that or it was just really nice to work with him like that and we were like lucky enough to have a really nice space in there we had a, a grand piano actually in the room where then if you heard in the middle of the extended version there's like quite a lot of sort of noodling on the piano and Jamie had just sat down between between takes we weren't even like playing the track in the background we just Ian and I left the mic on because you never know what you're going to get um and we just yeah, kind of caught all these really nice motifs that he was just uh, freestyling. And then we ended up, Ian and I just kind of chopped around a load of stuff afterwards and, and, and built those motifs in the middle of the record. So that was kind of a really nice accident to happen from, from that day. So I know you said that you and Ian had time to reflect on some of your past works, but has the pandemic changed your musical style at all or did you and Ian pretty much stay the same? I don't think it would have changed our style. I guess your style kind of evolves as you go anyway. I mean, Icarus is, what, seven seven years old? Nearly eight nearly eight years old now. Um, so I think if, if you listen to our first releases, it's it's probably pretty different to, to where we're at now. So there's always like a natural progression. We don't really try and force that. We, we don't, don't think too hard on it. I think in the early days we did, you kind of concern yourself about where you fit and and what records should follow this and and you know what's what's right for for this time etc but we've just learned to kind of go with the flow and i think our our style has just progressed naturally like and it is quite eclectic at times and it's quite varied and people do say that but i, I think over the years there's a there's a production style in pretty much anything that we do that that is kind of our our theme that's our that's our our sound is just how we produce really no matter no matter which way the, the music's actually gone at that point in time are there any upcoming projects that icarus have in the works for this year yeah i mean we're writing again now we've got some remixes coming out we've got we've got a remix of moment in time is actually dropping next week very cool artist called cree who we've um yeah, we were introduced to about a year or so ago. We did a remix for him, and then, yeah, so he's, he's done us one back, which is nice. So that's coming out, I'm pretty sure that's next week. Then we've got, and we've got a couple of remixes coming that we've done. One in May, I think another one in June. We're finishing up another single right now. And then 
the back end of the year, I think we'll do we'll do a couple more singles. You know, like I say, we don't we don't plan too far into the future. It's feeling like we'll do probably more singles or maybe two track releases at the back end of the year. But who knows? If if we write a few records that feel like they're the start of a project, then maybe maybe there'll be another EP or extended EP. I'm not sure. Well, Tom, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. For those listening, where can they find more information about you and Icarus? So we're all over the, the usual socials. It's always forward slash this is Icarus. Obviously on Spotify and Apple and Deezer, etc. So you can go and stream our music there. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to WGNRadio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne. That's all one word. And don't forget to share the show with your friends. 